When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain. And after he had sat down, his disciples came to him. He began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the land. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the clean of heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are they who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they insult you and persecute you and utter every kind of evil against you falsely because of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward will be great in heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. One of the toughest challenges in the history of the church was the 16th century Protestant Reformation. And one of the new beliefs that the church encountered with the Protestant Reformation was a specific understanding of salvation. Especially Luther, and after some of his followers, believed that our nature after sin had been completely destroyed, was not wounded, but destroyed. So what was the new understanding that the Protestant believed? Is that salvation is only an exterior imputation, that God, when he looks at us to use an image, he sees on us like a white linen. That is Jesus' blood that is over us. We are not transformed from the inside, but just justified because of Christ. But the Catholic understanding for centuries has been the opposite. It is true that Christ won for us salvation, but we also believe in transformation. And that's why the Catholic answer, what it's called the Counter-Reformation, there was one figure that especially the Catholic Church looked to during the Counter-Reformation, Mary Magdalene. It's beautiful to see that during the 16th century there are so many churches dedicated to Mary Magdalene, many altars. Why? Because it expresses our belief. We believe that grace is stronger than sin. And that is what today we celebrate, the feast of the power of the triumph of God's grace in human weakness. Not to trust that God's, God's grace is more powerful than our sin is to attempt 
to God's glory. Because it means to believe that our sin is greater, more powerful than God's grace. That's why today we are surrounded by this multitude of saints, men and women, not only those that we know, but unknown saints, that they want to witness to us that it is possible. And not only possible, but it's the call that all of us have got. Holiness is not perfection, but it's the triumph of the love of God in our life. And this is God's more majestic work. St. Augustine even said, greater, a greater miracle than creation of heaven and earth is the conversion of a sinner. Why is that? Because heaven and earth will pass away, but an immortal soul will be forever with Christ. That's why today we get closer to God's most majestic work, his interior work. And so when, when, whenever we see the glory of creation, it reminds us of his deepest glory that is in our human hearts. The French author, Leon Blois, he said, the greatest failure in this life is not to be a saint. That's the greatest failure, not to attempt, not to give it all towards holiness. We believe in the Catholic Church that holiness is not only possible for us, but it's the only path to authentic freedom, to authentic joy, towards authentic fruit. That's why it's beautiful to contemplate the life of the saints. I used to think when I was a kid that holiness was boring or holiness was, was just about being nice, but the contrary was true. I hope this month, and it will be our spiritual homework, read a life of a saint. They are so passionate. They're amazing lives, and they give us so much hope. Men that were men and women of clay, but at one point, one point they opened themselves to Jesus. What can we learn from the saints? What can give us hope? Three very specific tips. Number one is that holiness demands totality. In every life of the saints, even Augustine, that he had a later conversion, we see that at one point, they said, Lord, all in. From the nails of my foot to the hairs of my head, all belongs to you. My past, my present, my future, my relationships, my work, my schedule, my agenda, my future decisions, all submitted to Christ. Jesus does not want leftovers. He wants you all, all in. It's the first requirement for holiness, at least to have the desire in this night. If we arrive without the desire, let us ask the Holy Spirit to ignite the desire that all our life may be touched by the light of Christ, that we may not be afraid to be generous with him, to say, Lord, all in. That's the first tip. The second tip that we learn from the life of the saints is that holiness, it's a gradual process. It requires patience. And we see so many saints, they give us so much hope that they struggle with sins that we struggle. 
But at one point, the love of God was greater than their weaknesses. That's why if we are tempted of impatience, that is our pride. Because the Lord knows that he has called us to a life, an ongoing transformation, that it will take our whole life. And that's why only in heaven we'll be totally washed and we will sing this new song that we heard in the book of Revelation. That's why the need of daily prayer, that's why the need of daily, those daily secret offerings, those things that are in the hidden life of Jesus but are so important. Holiness is more on the hidden life than on the, those things that get to the news. And that's why it takes a process. And lastly, we see that typically holiness demands a community. When you see the great amount of saints, there were very, very few lone rangers. Most of them, they had a vibrant community nearby. Holiness is contagious. And it's important to be close to people that can inspire you. And we give thanks for this community, for the ark. And if you don't have a community, a small prayer group, look for one. Because we see in the life of the saints that they were always close to our people that would ignite the fire of Christ. So let us ask in this Mass to trust that the power of grace is greater than our weaknesses. Let us get closer to the saints during this month. Let us try to read at least one life of the saints. And we will see that the Lord is good, that the Lord is powerful.